another episode of Accessibility. It's a show on YouTube where I talk about the video game industry, accessibility, and representation. Basically, how can we help more people to play games, and more people to see themselves in the games they play? As many of you who follow my work will know, I try not to uncritically cover Ubisoft games where I can. Back in the summer of 2020, some pretty serious allegations of abuse at Ubisoft came to light, and in the years since, Ubisoft has not done enough to either address what happened, or to prove that they are going to prevent it happening in future, and as such, I try to be careful about when I give them praise and when I cover their games, because I don't want to reward them until they have dealt with those issues. However, it is undeniable that Ubisoft is a driving force right now in video game accessibility, and for disabled gamers, being picky about whose games you support and whose you don't isn't always a luxury that's available. Not every video game company makes games as accessible as the ones that Ubisoft is currently making, and I feel no judgement to anyone who is disabled and supports Ubisoft games because they are accessible enough for them to play. I've made the decision that on this show I am going to talk about Ubisoft games when they do good things with accessibility, with the caveat that I will remind people, look into the stuff that happened, look into the abuse allegations that came to light last year, and bear those things in mind. So today, on Accessibility, we're going to talk about the accessibility settings found in Far Cry 6. We're going to talk about what settings are available in-game, who they help, and why it's so important that we know these settings four months ahead of release. On first boot up of Far Cry 6, players will apparently be met by a series of selectable presets and quick start accessibility options. These options are not all of the game's accessibility settings, but they're enough to help disabled players jump quickly into being able to play. Much like 2020's The Last of Us 2, Far Cry 6 will feature disability presets dedicated to players with colour-based, cognitive, motor, hearing, and vision-based disabilities. These presets will tweak a number of common settings, and can be customised if you find that you don't need every setting offered by the preset. Far Cry 6 supports menu narration, making use of your console or device's system narration. Players can toggle subtitle size, as well as other common subtitle settings. You can have a background behind subtitles, turn on direction indicators for where a given speaker is, see speaker tags for who is speaking, and set up subtitles for sounds happening in-game which aren't spoken text, such as an explosion or a gunshot. On a similar note, the user interface and fonts in Far Cry 6 can all have their sizes increased. For players with visual disabilities, you can set Far Cry 6 to place outlines around enemies and items, to make them easier to clearly see as distinct from their surroundings. For motion sickness prone players, motion based visual effects such as the camera swaying when the character's drunk, or a sniper scope swaying in the breeze, can be turned off. Players can also turn off camera shake and full screen effects. Additionally for motion sick players, Far Cry 6 offers an adjustable field of view slider, and the ability to lock the frame rate to something stable rather than variable. For players with motor control disabilities, or those needing alternative control schemes, Far Cry 6 offers full control remapping, options to alter how toggles, holds and repeat button presses work in-game, alternative options for how to sprint, left-handed player-focused control setups, one-handed control presets, a no-stick-presses mode, a holdless mode, aim assist, aim lock-on, auto-steering, and the option to turn quick-time events into single button presses. The game will feature two difficulty modes, 
one focused on story and one focused on action. Players can customise the HUD in-game, either reducing clutter if they find it distracting, or adding additional elements in that they might find useful. By clicking the right stick during gameplay, players can enable voiceover, which will narrate every in-game item or UI element you point your cursor at, with options for custom voices, speaking speeds, and volumes. Lastly, the game features Toby eye-tracking support, allowing players to rotate the in-game camera by turning their head, aim based on gaze, direct amigos via gaze, and a bunch of other options. All of these accessibility settings sound really promising, and they suggest that Ubisoft is continuing to have a really robust, predictable level of accessibility in all of their titles. The only other comparable company I can think of is Sony with its current first-party lineup in terms of being able to rely on games that this company puts out being pretty high up on the accessibility front in terms of software level settings. But alongside that, we know these settings four months before the game comes out, which is not only unusual, but wonderful. This is what we should be aiming for in our industry. A few weeks back on this channel, I published a video all about the fact that far too many video game publishers treat accessibility settings as reveals to be trotted out days at most before release of their video games. And disabled gamers deserve to be able to get excited about games as early as everyone else. They deserve to be able to know whether a game's gonna be playable so that they don't get excited and get disappointed later. That's something that the industry could really serve to learn from Ubisoft. As I said at the start of this video, I have a lot of problems with the way that Ubisoft handled last year's abuse allegations. I don't review their games, I don't give them uncritical press coverage, but I cannot deny that in terms of accessibility they are knocking it out of the park very consistently and we should learn positive lessons. I would be doing disabled viewers a disservice if I didn't cover Ubisoft's games because right now they are right up there in one of the top companies that is consistently making games accessible to disabled players. I feel able to boycott Ubisoft's games, but I know that that's not everyone's position and if your choices are between not playing video games or playing video games that are accessible to you but made by a company that has done some bad things, I understand that choice entirely. Here's the thing. Ubisoft has done some bad stuff. There are lots of lessons that we need to make sure the industry does not learn from Ubisoft, but accessibility is one place where the rest of the industry could do with looking at Ubisoft and trying to follow their lead. Don't follow their lead on all of the other bad stuff they're doing, but follow their lead on this.